Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Scott and Tammy. Welcome to the Become More Movie Theater, where it's all about the comedy and the drama. <laughs> it seems like that's how 2024 is starting, Carmen. So uh, that's a good one. <laughs> and if you can't laugh at the drama, then, you know, it's going to be a rough year. Well, it is the methodology that I use. Any drama usually becomes fodder. For laughter. It's just how I get through it. That's pretty normal. I've always thought that when there's drama, it's more about flipping the evil switch on. (laughs) True. (laughs) I laugh and you get evil. I think that's true. (laughs) And that's why you don't have drama in your life. And that's (laughs) because you're like, I'll kill it. (laughs) Speaking of the new year, a lot of people make some goals for the year. And recently there's some research released in December that about 28% of the people in the world in a survey said, I don't want to be in my job, my current job a year from now. Wow. And I think that number kind of surprised us. It seems high to me. Scott's shaking his head. Like, Does it seem high to you, Scott? Without context, it seems high, however, not surprising. And why do you say that? Well, I just think of our, when we talk with our clients, they're having turnover or when you're, you know, coaching with folks or chatting with folks at conferences, they're looking for something new or different. There's an interesting part to this. That is when I ask the follow-up question, what does new and different mean? They struggle to answer that. Mm. And so it's like, okay, I get that maybe there's turmoil or friction or frustration. And do you really think it's different somewhere else? What they really want is to win the lottery and not to work. (laughs) (laughs) We won't tell them about the pain and suffering at the end of that for most lottery winners, you know, in that space, uh, because we oftentimes don't make good choices there either. But this piece is interesting because if we think about what happened in 2020, what happened in 2021, what kind of started to maybe slow down a little when we got into 22 and 23, I mean, we saw bigger numbers than, you know, 25% back in the middle of COVID. I think, however, the expectation is that inside of companies that like things have settled down. And that number says, "Uh uh-uh, staff is still not satisfied. Well, I think, too, you make a good point, Tammy, about there was a lot of turnover in two and three years ago, and it probably shouldn't be surprising that people who changed jobs two and three years ago are maybe a little restless. Well, you jump from one lily pad to the next lily pad without really thinking about what's important to you. We often are reactionary in that particular space. 
However, if you kind of dig into some of that research, what it is actually talking about is the fact that long-term folks who made it through COVID, the people that we thought were loyal, quote unquote, they're kind of our long-standing, trusted, been here, know the, know us, know our industry, know what it is that we are doing. It's those folks that are now saying that they are leaving. So if we look what happened in COVID with the great resignation and we turn it around and we look here, now we're talking about our trusted staff members that we are seeing. And again, Scott and I are not super surprised by this because many of our long-term customers are calling us and saying, we have folks and they're unhappy. I mean, the reality is for all the leaders listening to this, just like hold on to whatever you're sitting in. Okay, you're going to survive, but got to hear first. All this has done, it has just reinforced what the data has been saying for decades. Giving raises, right? Doing all of this benefits bullshit is not what drives engagement and, and motivation. That is just not what does it. Period, period, period. And in COVID, what did we do to attract people. We started giving people money. More money, added well, benefits, all, right. all these things. And now it's just like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, shocking. Another client talked to them last week and they were talking with their middle management staff. And they said, guys, you know, I know things seem to be kind of dreary right now. And like, let's for a minute, remember, what is it that we as an organization did for this for, you know, people. We focused a ton on people in 2023. What did we do in the last 12 months? There were 20 plus middle managers in this room and they could not name what the organization had done. And one of the things the organization had done is they had done a salary adjustment because they had not done it in the middle of COVID. They waited. And then it was like, hey, we are way out of whack. And they raised salaries more than 15% across the board. And middle management could not name it. They didn't remember. They weren't being obstinate. They weren't being jerks. They're not a a bunch of people that we would go, hey, we got to get rid of these, you know, ingrates. These were solid, good, loyal, caring middle managers who truly could not remember that. It's so painful when we as an organization went and made all these decisions and said, hey, yeah, we got to, we have to do something. And they started doing what historically people do, which is let's go ahead and increase wages. Let's get benefits. Let's build beautiful buildings. And it's all the stuff that the research goes all the way to a man named Hertzberg who came in and said, hey, these are the things that quote unquote should satisfy people right? Let's give them more money. Let's give them better benefits. Let's give them better working conditions. And actually, those are not things that satisfy. Those are things that for a moment makes you feel better and then become dissatisfiers again. And it doesn't matter how many times you feed that giant. It simply says, I want more. What have you done for me lately? And that has been the biggest mistake that we have made trying to attract and keep talent. 
And I think it's important to remember that there are some foundational things. We need to pay people whatever the fair wage is for that role, those skills, et cetera. Absolutely. You do need to have a work environment that is, I'm going to use the word reasonable, right? It's safe. It's clean. It's things aren't falling from the ceiling and smacking people in the head. To me, those are all the, the foundational table stakes that you need to have. I think then it's probably it's thinking, okay, well, I've done the money thing and I've done all these other things. What the hell moves the needle? Well, Gallup has an opinion on that. And I don't always necessarily align with everything that Gallup says, okay? But for this particular, their research says that actually building leadership skills inside of your organization is the thing that will give you the biggest bang for the buck. And again, if we go and we look at, just type in bad bosses in Google and just see how many hits you get. Reality is, is that we oftentimes inside of organizations still promote the person who has the most technical expertise in that area, right? So the best engineer gets promoted, the best accountant gets promoted, not really recognizing that leadership and the task that that department or division has to accomplish are their two different skill sets. And we still have a ton of uh, research that tells us that most people who go into leadership positions have no education in that area no support in that area, no help in terms of knowing how to do that, right? And if you don't have a really good mentor, if you don't have a really good leader in front of you, if you've never had a really good leader, then what happens is you just keep on perpetuating a cycle of bad leadership from the person that you've seen before. And so, you know, that's a piece is we really do need to help leaders become better leaders because that is the biggest issue. And the reason why most people leave organizations is they look at leadership and say, leadership doesn't have a clue. Okay. Now I do know that sometimes lower staff members don't have, you know, staff on the front line. I should say that's a terrible language that I just used, right? Staff on the front line doesn't fully understand the context of being in the C-suite. And it is our job to educate them on that. With that said, though, we still have bosses who are selfish. We have bosses who do not utilize the resources that have been put in front of them. We don't have bosses who think things through. They're super reactive. We have bosses that use language that is derogatory. I mean, there's so many things that bosses actually do that to them is normal, but doesn't help them create a work environment where people say, I love working here. What I do is important and I'm valued. So I happen to agree with Gallup's research on that one, Scott. I don't disagree. And I think there's a couple other pieces that goes with that around, you know, do you fit with the team and how well do you fit with the team? Do you align with the culture? Are you aligned in your role? It's that full circle. To me, those other three are more about the hiring process and how are we bringing someone into the organization versus how am I working with them and building a relationship with them as a leader? So I almost bucket those in two distinct categories. How do I bring someone in and onboard them, make sure that I'm developing them in their role, which ties back to the leadership. And then it's the, how am I building and strengthening my relationship as a leader with staff, with the team? 
Scott, I agree with you. And I want to make sure there isn't any misunderstanding. And yeah. I want leaders to think, hey, bringing someone in, getting the right person and onboarding them is HR's job. What, what do you mean? You mean <laughs> HR doesn't do all the hiring? I hope not. Okay. I hope that HR is not completely responsible for the onboarding. I hope we haven't delegated all of that. You know, this is this person that's coming into the organization is is mine. Okay. And I think leaders need to be thinking that way. It's like I have gotten the opportunity to add to staff. And so therefore I need to look at this and I have to say, how do I maximize or optimize this particular opportunity for the human being that's coming in, as well as this resource that the organization has given me? Don't delegate that to HR. And it's like, well, they did not board them right. Come on, folks. Um, yeah, there is the HR corporate, you know, uh, organizational point of view in onboarding. And then there is the onboarding that needs to happen with you, with your team, with, it, you know, making sure that this person recognizes who are all the people that they're going to be interacting with. What are your expectations? And that's not as formal as it is building that relationship and making sure that thing is really, really solid. Right. Well, I would say it probably goes back if i think back i believe there's a podcast that we've done before about hiring process and the leader's role is to be an active participant in that and and then i think there's a whole i, I could see us do a whole nother podcast on onboarding cuz there's a lot of definitions of onboarding well and you know you're right because i think we're probably using that and it's like of course everybody sees it the way that we see it except for Every time we walk into an organization and we ask them about onboarding, most yeah, most of the time it's the paperwork. It's terrible. It's the paperwork, and in manufacturing, it's all this OSHA safety stuff, yep. which is cover your right, and that is it. Just irritates me so much because are we setting this person up for success in the organization? And onboarding is about that. It's setting this person up for for success inside the organization. And if we're not doing that well, we need to look at ourselves in that particular spot. The other piece, Scott, in yours is, hey, you know, did we choose the right person for the role, right? And I want to touch on that because that's the other thing. If we are not looking at the people who work with us and recognizing their unique talents, and have, having them be in a place where they can contribute and add value and feel really good about those contributions. And then if we're not polishing that opportunity up, and what I mean by that is helping that person gain more skills, helping that person take on more responsibility, helping that person add more and more and more and more value, not because we're trying to use up that resource, but because we're trying to show that resource just how much potential that they have. And when we do that, that is the other side of this, right? They come in, it's the right role. I have my relationship with them. We're building all of that. And then I'm helping them be the best that they can be. And all of a sudden, I don't have folks who are leaving. And all of a sudden, people who have been around for the long time start to recognize that they still have value. They still have ways to grow. They still can become more today than they were yesterday. And if we're in that role, 
we will see that we are not going to be part of the statistics where we have all of these people who have been with us forever who are looking someplace else because we see potential in them. We see the opportunity there and we're tapping into that and allowing them to bring more and more and more to our organization. And those are some of the places that once we do that, we don't have to be part of that stat. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box, and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.